Today, I'm going to open in prayer, and then we're going to start. We're going to talk about something exciting for me and for you. So, Father, I thank you. I yield to you, Holy Spirit, for you to open our ears so that we can hear and to open our eyes so that we see what it is that we hear. I thank you that every person on here has ears to hear, eyes to see what the Spirit of God wants to say to them. I love you. I praise you. I thank you for the audience. I thank you for the trust of the people that are allowing me to come into their homes or wherever it is that they are. And I thank you that you answer every question you heal, that healing will manifest and that you will give me words of wisdom and knowledge at the end of this program in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Our scriptures, as you know, some of my favorite scriptures And what he has me stuck on, what God has me stuck on, is Romans 12. And um, it says, be not conformed to this world, but you are to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are to be metamorphosized, that you are to be uh, translated from where it is that you are into something different. So in other words, that we're to be new creations, new, uh, there's a new species of being. And if this really happens to us, then we're talking about the kingdom of God being alive in us. The kingdom of God is the righteousness of God. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. But remember that we are the righteousness of God. If we get that, if we understand that God has planned from the beginning, even before the beginning, before he created anything, he had decided that we were to be his righteous ones, that we were to walk in his righteousness. This is why he made us in his image and after his likeness. If he wanted us to look like something else, if he wanted us to look like uh, sin, if he wanted us to look like the adversary, if he wanted us to look like any of those, then he would have made us that way. In uh, the word of God, Ephesians and in Corinthians, it talks some, about something that says God uh, found us in Christ before he uh, before he lost us in Adam. So, <laughs> so some people are choosing to live in the lost place. This is what I want to talk to you about today. If we're going to talk about the kingdom of God, if we're going to talk about it in any manner, you have to realize that before Adam fell, before Adam was even created, that God had found us in Christ. How do I know that? Well, the word of God says, even before Christ was, was, was uh, the lamb was slain, even before the foundation of the earth. So he founded us in him, in God, in Christ, before we were lost in Adam. And we need to be more associated with Christ, with who he is and who he is in us, than we are in the, uh, the picture, the mirror, or the uh, recognition of the Adamic nature. The word of God says this, if you be in Christ, then you are a new creation. All things are passed away. Look look at your life, look, behold at me, it says, behold, all in the King James, all things have been made new. Look at your life and you have to make a decision. I'm going to make a statement. No matter who caused, whether it was Adam, whether it was your father, your mother, your friend, your ex-wife, your ex-husband, whoever it is, the one that you're with now, 
cause the problem in your life. They cannot and will not be the one that fixes it, F-I-X-E-S. But you cannot be the one that is fixated on that problem because if you are, it will continue in your life. They will not fix it, but you have to. You need to, if you want to change, if you want to live the life that God, that Christ has provided for you. This is why Romans 12 is so important. This is why Proverbs 3 is so important. This is why it says to trust in the Lord with all of your being and lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to the Adamic understanding. You know, so many times I hear not only believers, but I hear apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We make excuses for the things and we make it so that people say, well, you know, you're only human. You're human, so this is what's happening. What happened to the new creation? Either you're a new creation, either we're a new creation or we're not. Either we're to live the new creation life. Now, Jesus was human. Jesus became, he came through a woman. He lived this life. Now, if he could live it and now he lives in me, why am I not living this? Because of my choices. It's because I choose not to uh, uh, crucify this body. I choose not to have his mind because if I have his mind, then I'm thinking the thoughts of God. Whose mind did Jesus have? Jesus had God's mind. Whose mind does he tell you to have? He says, have that same mind that was in Jesus. Have Jesus's mind, but you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Messiah. This is our privilege. Now, if we choose to live beneath our privilege, then what's happening, what will happen is we will walk in fear. We will live a life of anxiety. We will live a life of somebody else being at fault for everything that you go through. We will live a life of hurt feelings. We will live a life of all of these things, but it won't be living a life. It will be an existence. Now, this is where we have to choose to have the kingdom life, which is life and life more abundantly. Now, listen to this. The kingdom life is righteousness, peace, and joy. If these things don't cause us to live, if the way that we're living is not causing us to live in the righteousness of God, to live as God, as, as God living through us in the earth, then we're choosing not to live in his righteousness. We're choosing not to use his faith. If I had to depend upon my, if I had to depend on my faith in order to be able to live this life, I would be up a creek without a paddle. I'd be no hope. All right. I don't have that kind of faith on my own, but it says even in the book of Hebrews, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the book of Mark, it says, have the God kind of faith, have God's faith, have God's faith, walk in God's faith. He is the author. I taught this on another program. He is the beginner, the author and the finisher of the faith. So it's his faith. He gave us a faith to be born again, to be born from above. And then he says, now trust me because I live in you. Now, here it is. The spirit of truth lives on the inside of us, and he will lead us into all truth. He won't make us go into all truth, but he will lead us into all truth. Many times what people judge righteousness as is if I wear the right clothing, if I wear, uh, if I don't wear makeup, if I don't wear 
if I don't dress a certain way or if I do dress a certain way, that has absolutely nothing to do with righteousness. That is not what judges righteousness is the place in the heart is choosing to say, God, you are the one that lives on the inside of here. I am not my own any longer, but your will is the will that I care about being done. Your will come, your will be done on earth in me, in this vessel, as it is in heaven. Where is the kingdom of God? Come on, people. Where is the kingdom? Talk to me. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is in you if you were born from above. So if it's in you, it has to come out of you. Stop looking for the kingdom. What did Jesus say? Stop looking for it out there someplace. It is in you. So that means that the king lives on the inside of you. That means that that his spirit is on the inside of you. That means that the blood is on the inside of you. That means that you have all kinds of power. And as you start to read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you start to read through that in your new life, then you can see you. You can see someone coming up to you, the leper or whoever it is, saying, if you will, some other, some, some non-believer, some person, some dem demonic, so any of those people coming up. If you want to, you can help me. If you want to, you can help me. And then you look at them and say, I want to be healed in his name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be whole, be free. Why is that? Because we have him on the inside and he is the one that's showing on the outside. Here it is. There's a need. I'm hungry. Don't worry about it. The world is coming. I'm sick. I have this. I have this problem going on. Who are we? Why are we here? Why do we call ourselves Christians? Why do we call ourselves believers? Why do we call ourselves kingdom citizens if we're not the answer for the world? The culture of the kingdom is changed. The culture of the kingdom is manifesting the king in the earth. That's the language of the culture of the kingdom. It's not just in word, but it's in deed. People come, people look, people are walking around every day. Haven't you seen the fear that's in the earth right now? People are afraid to get a close to you. My gosh, you're not six feet away. You, you got to stand further than that. My God, you're not this. Here it is. You cough. Do you have this? Is this going on with you? There's such fear. But the Bible says this, that the perfect love of God cast out fear because fear has torment. Well, there's so many people. There is so many people in the earth that doesn't, that, that, that are supposed to be Christians that are supposed to be kingdom citizens that are in that same kind of fear. Why is it? Because they walk, hear me closely, they walk with a name, but they forgot the name. They forgot that the name in the beginning was the word, in the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was with God. And then what happened is the Logos became flesh. The Logos became flesh and walked amongst men. Well, what happened to the Logos? What happened to the one that became flesh. Now, here is the word of God. The word of God is alive. The word of God is real. The word of God is a person. And that person lives on the inside of me. And if that person lives on the inside of me, then why am I not walking as that person in the earth? 
Ask yourself that. It's for all of us. No, you don't have to be no great deep apostle. You don't have to be a prophet. Oh my gosh, I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm this, I'm this. You don't have to be any of that. What you have to be is a citizen of the kingdom of God. What you have to be is one that is born from above, that is seated in him in the heavenly places because he is standing in you in earth as it is in heaven as it is in earth as he is so am i in the earth why are we taking these scriptures why are we saying these scriptures of that and then we get angry at people people get angry because someone wants to walk in the power of god to set the captives free he says he who, he who uh, uh, God has set free, who Jesus has set free, is free in their actions, free in their actions to do what? Free in their actions to, to walk and talk and, and, and do what it is that he did in the earth. He says, I want you to do what I do, but I even want you to do something greater. Greater things than these will you do. Why? Because I leave this earth this way so that I can bring... I can allow who it is that caused me to be able to do what I did in me. I want him in you so that you can walk around doing good to everyone you meet. What's the problem, Dr. Baker? The problem is, is that somebody messed with your life and you're still blaming them. Someone did something. And you're walking in shame. You're living a life of shame. You're living a life of, of, of despair, of looking backwards. If you keep looking backwards, you will never go forward. You're walking in disobedience. He says, forgetting those things which are behind. I press towards the mark. What's the mark? The mark is to, to look like Jesus, to allow people to, so that we are so thin that we are so transparent that when people look at us, all they do is see him. So that when we walk into a place that the, the demons will say, what are you doing here, Jesus? You're here to torment us before our time. And, 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 and what they do is they don't even see you. They don't even know your name. They don't have to know your name, but they know him. They know the one that's on the inside of you. They see him. They sense him. They know that you came on business, that you came on kingdom business. And when you do this, you're pressing towards this mark. You're pressing towards the fact that you were found in Christ before you were lost in Adam. You are no longer lost. You are no longer out there by yourself because the one that is the answer to every situation situation, every problem lives on the inside of you. And he is ready to do business. He says, I'm ready to do business. I'm ready to do financial business. I'm ready to do uh, business in your corporation. I'm ready to do business in your home. I'm ready to do business in your marriage or to bring you into that. I'm ready to do that. But stop acting like you are still lost in Adam. You're not. I see women walking around and they are, I mean, just desperate, desperate for a man. I see men walking around and they're, they're, they're desperate for a woman, but they're desperate for a woman to control. All of this is sad. It's sick. 
Oh my gosh, I want this. God promised me this husband. God promised me a man. God promised me this. Well, the other promises he promised you too is that you would go through stuff. He promised you to change. He promised you that he would work in you. He promised you all of himself. He says, love me with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. And then you have something to love somebody else with. You can love your neighbor. You can love that one that I'm bringing into your house. I'm uh, bringing into your life. You can love that one as you do yourself because you have received my love. He says, until you receive my love, you ain't ready for nobody. You ain't ready for no wife. You're not ready for a husband. You're not ready for a mate. You're not ready for anything. Why? Number one, you're still blaming someone else about your past. You're still touchy. You're still, you're, you're willing to change for a person rather than allowing the spirit of God to put the changes on the inside of you. And when you change for a person because you're trying to fix them or fix yourself so that they will like you, what you're going to do is continue to do that. You have made yourself a slave again. There it is. Jesus gave you freedom. You went back to slavery. It's like a it's like a dog returning to its own vomit. No, I'm not calling you a dog. But understand this. Understand that your foundation in Christ, your foundation in Christ is and it's imperative that you know that. It's imperative that you know how valuable you are. It's imperative that you know how special you are. It's imperative that you walk in the in the understanding that I have worth and I have value. I'm not even talking about self-esteem. This goes greater than self-esteem. This is talking about walking in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that I know that I have been fearfully and wonderfully made by God and provided for even before I came into the earth, even before before my parents got together and got pregnant, even before my, my ancestors came over from Africa or wherever it is they came from, from Ireland or wherever it is that they came from, whatever bondage they were in, even before they did that. They did it. God allowed it and helped them because he had you in mind. That's just how important you are. That is just how valuable you are. You are here for a time. You are here in this time because this is the time that the kingdom of God is to be manifested. This is the time like no other time in life that you and I are meant to bring forth everything that God has, everything that it's, if we leave it for another generation, yes, but we walk through it and we train them. We train up those children in the way that they're to go so that they will not be deceived, so that they will not be fearful, so that they will not be dependent upon an outside government because the government of God, the government of Jesus is actively working in us. He, he um, he says, I made you in the redeeming image and likeness of, of himself. God, this is what God did in us, in humans, in this form, in the, in the word of God. He made us like this. Jesus came through a woman. He came through Miriam and he walked in the earth. Why? Because to show us how he made us before the foundation of the earth and that everything that is in him, everything that was in him, 
all of it is in us. The same blood now, because why? We are a new creation in Christ. Well, how did we get that? That blood that he poured on the mercy seat, that blood, that same blood in this new creation life, that blood is alive in us. That blood will change the DNA of our minds. That blood will change all, all of the things that we thought we needed somebody else to fix for us. See, the only one that can be the fixer, the only one that can do any of these things is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of the kabod, the heaviness, the weightiness of him, the weightiness of the awe, the fear of God. When we walk in the spirit of the fear of the, of the Lord, what happens is this, demons flee. What happens is this, is everything that we need comes to us, that it commands the finances, it commands the open doors, it, he, 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 the spirit of the fear of the Lord, who is he? He is Holy Spirit himself. That's who he is. And what he does is he commands all of it. Why is that? Because he is in a vessel that has honored him. He is in a vessel that says, I yield to you and you only. I do not yield to this Adamic nature. I will get as far away from that nature as I possibly can. So every situation, every trial, every Every time I'm hit, every time, every time I'm corrected, every time it happens, God, I thank you. I thank you that you love me so. But what happens through the Adamic nature is, oh, why am I being corrected again? Why is it that you're saying this to me? I thought I had it all together. And do can I ever do anything right? Can I ever do this? Can I ever do this? What is this? This is telling you that you don't want to change. It's not telling me anything, but it's telling you, I don't want to change. I do not want to change. I want to stay as I am. I want to stay in this place of pretense. I want to stay in this place of, 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 of being a technon, which means a little baby, a little boy, a little girl, a tantrum thrower. It's not like coming to God as a little child. What that means is I'm open to do. I, I am game. I am, I am, I am victorious because my daddy said so. Coming to him as a little child means I believe my daddy. I don't care what he says. I don't care how impossible it seems. If my daddy said it was going to happen, oh, uh-uh. If it hair looks the moon, it will happen. Do you understand? Why is that? Because my daddy said so. I remember once my son was in prison, he, they were saying he would never get out because he was on a three strike thing or whatever it was. And the Lord let me know that Juanito was going to get out of prison. He gave me the date. He gave me the approximate time. And I told my son, now my son operating as a heathen, okay? He hadn't done anything right. He uh, uh, was there by the law. He, they said he deserved to be where he was. But, okay, he told me, for me, he was going to get my son out. I told Juanito, here it is what God says. You will get out of there on this certain date at the certain time. He went back and told his inmate friends. He said, man, I'm getting out. He said, you in here forever. No, I'm getting out. My mama said, my mama said that God told her, but my mama said that I'm getting out and I'm getting out on that day. He had his stuff packed. He had his... 
He had all his belongings together and they were laughing at him and laughing at him. Wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. At that time that God had given me to give to him, they called his name Abstin. They called his name. He says, see, I'm telling you, I ain't going to be back. So, man, y'all can have the stuff that I brought in here. Y'all can have it because I ain't going to need it. And they laughed at him. And there he was on his way out. And, uh, on his way out, he got discharged that day. He got let out that day. And these guys said, man, what's the name of where, where your mama? Where, where your mama? He said, no, no, no. Y'all didn't believe it. But my mama tell me that God said something. That's the way it's going to be. Now, here he is a heathen, and he is going to believe that. And here you are, the son and the daughter of God. Here you are, the child of almighty God. And you won't even believe your own father? He believed his mama. It wasn't even God that he believed. My mama said so. If my mama said this, if my daddy God said it, why won't I believe it? My daddy God is greater than Juanito's mama could ever be. Somebody messed with your life. Your daddy raped you. Your mama mistreated you. They gave you up. They, they abandoned you. They did all of those things to you. And here it is. You're waiting for them to fix it. They can't. It's just like apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We have to realize that mankind sees us as the dust or the dirt of the earth. And it's really okay. They will hurt you. They will walk on you. Even other apostles, other prophets, other evangelists, other teachers, they will do it. But so what? Do you realize that when you keep your focus, when you keep your face like Flint, God says this. He says, all that mess that's trying to do, he says, you take that emotion. Remember, I was in you and you were in me even before you were lost in Adam. I found you. You didn't find me. I found you. I made you. I purpose for you. Then you'll think your mama and your daddy was, or your mama was raped, or or your your, your daddy was, yeah, she or took advantage of him. However, it is you got into this earth. It was God's plan. He planned for you to come. He planned for you to look like him. He planned for you to be an image of who he is. Okay, if you're made, I'll take this last minute or so. If you're made, if we're made in the image and the likeness of God, why we keep looking like the devil? Why we keep looking like Adam? Why you keep looking like him? He ain't your daddy. I have a client that was adopted. And that client had no uh, 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 physical, it was not his biological father. But this boy looks like his daddy, looks like his adopted daddy today. You look at him and you say, my God, you look like your daddy. And he starts to laugh at people because he knows that that's not his biological father. But that father raised him from a baby and he looks like him, he acts like him, he beards like him, he all of that likes him. This is the way that we're supposed to do. This is the way that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to look like our daddy. And I, want, I, I, I pray healing upon you. I pray that your eyes can see this. Your heart can receive it. I pray that God's goodness and his blessings is on you until I come back next week to tell it like it is the kingdom way. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker uh, saying goodbye from now. I will see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye.